Miriam Khan, Erasure Vibes. For a while I've been wanting to do this particular podcast and I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off for various reasons. But I got the feeling this morning that I needed to put this into to a recording because I'm sure there are going to be people out there that can relate to this and can hopefully heal from this, maybe pick some assertive techniques, maybe, you know, empathise perhaps with this. So this particular podcast is about divorce. If you've noticed my last couple of podcasts, I've had all quite a relevant theme. But actually voicing it and putting it out there and actually stating that you're divorcing somebody and you're going through a very, very difficult time because of it is not an easy thing for people to even understand or relate to, let alone comprehend. When we get married, whatever that marriage decision is, you know, a majority of us will take those vows very seriously. I'm personally one of those people that when I decide to marry, I marry for life. I'm not one of these people that thinks it's going to be a short-term relationship and that's it and I move on to the next person. No, 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 no. I personally invest for the whole of that lifeline. That's the reason I chose you. That's the reason I wanted to be with you. For me, I personally got married late on in life. I was 37 when I met my soon-to-be ex-husband. And I'm 43 next month. Okay, so that puts things into perspective. None of us envisage that we're on that marriage journey that it's going to end, or that it's going to end drastically, or it's going to end with torment, pain, torture, emotional abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, financial abuse, and the list goes on. We've all seen our friends and families suffer in relationships that they really shouldn't have to endure. And when we're around those particular scenarios, it does strengthen us also to be resilient, to be strong, to be fierce, to understand that I am worth more than the situation that you're offering. I am someone that deserves unconditional love in the same way that I provide it and give it out. And if I'm not receiving it, if it's not the same as it was at the start, and there's no other aspects of human compassion that would allow me to make some valid and valuable excuses, then what am I doing still staying in this marriage? That's on one aspect. Sometimes, We'll have people that betray our marriage vows. That will go out of their way to be disrespectful. That will cause trauma. That will break the loyalty and the bounds and the vows that you had envisaged. That the two of you would keep through your marriage. Those are things people find very difficult to repair once that trust is broken it's gone but also you cause trauma in the other individual because perhaps they didn't know that you were having affairs for example perhaps they didn't know that you were doing something manipulative whether it's financial or emotional or physical behind their back 
they were unknowing that this is the true you. Some people will go out of their way to cause harm to the person that they claim that they love. And people will, you know, divorce for ultimate reasons and the person that's cheating or stealing or hurting is also doing it for lots and lots of reasons. The bit where it gets painful is that although the other individual's in the wrong, whether they've committed adultery, whether they've financially stolen something, whether they've had a hidden hidden past that's now been disclosed, there are a number of reasons why people divorce. There can be situations where they're no longer a good parent, for example. All of these different scenarios and different aspects can form into why we go onto that journey of divorcing. But the journey itself is extremely painful for some. There are some people that can divorce quite easily. It's done, dusted, sorted amicably. The two people respecting each other enough to just deal with it in an amicable way and walk away. Then there are others that will go out of their way, even if they're in the wrong, and torture and abuse and manipulate, gaslight. They will do various things change the actual aspect of the scenario they've actually made and it's those individuals that you need to really watch out for they're the ones that are the soul takers they're the ones that are emotionally draining they're the ones that are trying to suck the essence and life source from you because obviously you are trying to leave them you're trying to get your freedom you're trying to move forward You're tired of being in this manipulative cycle of abuse. Remember what I said in my other podcasts? Abuse doesn't have to just be physical. Abuse is mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, financial, and the list goes on. Once I've published my next book, you can read all about it. Going back to the topic of divorce. There's going to be people that will leave you. Friends, families, that won't support your decision once you've made that decision. And then as you're walking through your path, trying to move forward, trying to deal with the divorce court case, trying to deal with all the financial aspects that you now have to resolve, trying to deal with putting back the jigsaw pieces of your life that used to be so strongly put together that they're now falling apart into different fragments that have evaporated and vanished and you can no longer hold on to them you can no longer acquire them because those pieces of you they're no longer relevant you've changed you're no longer the person you thought you were and the divorce has done that to you Sometimes we're suckered back in, we're dragged back in to go back to that traumatic state. I did this. I did this for over a year. And I wrestled with it. I struggled with it. I found it extremely difficult. I was manipulated. I was gaslighted. And I knew I was aware. However, because I had made marriage vows and because I wanted my marriage to work, 
I went back. Now, I filed for divorce yet again. On the same grounds as when I filed for the first time. And there's that saying that goes, isn't there? Sometimes you have to see things as they really, really are. Because sometimes our eyes are closed, sometimes our eyes are shut to what we actually have in our situation. And the one thing I've realised on this journey is the people that you think are going to support you, the people that are there, the people that you think love you unconditionally and support you unconditionally, unfortunately are not. You're going to go through a path where some people will just walk away or block you or remove you. Sometimes they'll take sides. It's like being back in the playground, isn't it? Watch out for all of this because it's very painful on top of what you're dealing with. And in addition to that, you'll have individuals that will stand by you that will support you, that will want to help you through this. And it's those people that you need to keep in your life because it's those people that can help you recover. When we're going through the whole court case of divorce, whether children are involved or not, your soul is still attached to that individual. You've spent a considerable amount of time. And obviously the whole point of you getting married was that you're in love. But detaching, defragmenting, de, you know, classifying all the different strands you had within your heart for this person that you loved has to change. It's almost like a different calibration of what is happening between you two. What can be draining is the emotional abuse, the psychological abuse that you have to endure. We shouldn't have to endure it, but sadly we do. When you're going through that divorce, your partner shows you who they really, really, really are. Sometimes you can reflect and look at it and think, their aggression, what's it teaching me? What's it showing me? What's it trying to tell me? Who is this person really? And why did I not see it in my marriage? Why am I seeing it now, towards the end? Life gets very difficult when these types of partners refuse to let us go. They refuse to allow us to heal. They refuse to let us move on. And ironically, they may already have one person set up in their life already that's a romantic partner they might have several but they won't detach from the attachment to you they won't let go even though you have and it's important to remember why you're divorcing it's important to remember why you're striving to move forward it's important to remember that you are worth more this whole divorce concept isn't you you will put your life back together you will put the pieces back together but a couple of times you might go running back for various reasons don't let people judge you based on your decision 
But you have to do what's right for you, your soul, your heart, your lifeline. There's a lot of us out there financially reliant on another person. Maybe we've got children together, we're trying to think of them. Maybe it's just our souls not allowing us to let go. There'll be various reasons why it's very hard to leave. But once we're in that a firm decision, you'll have all the torment from different aspects of this person's life. And often it's shown as you're fighting for your assets, for fighting for your rights, fighting for your freedom, you'll start to see people, like I said, in very, very different lights, different aspects, different visions of vibrational self. And naturally you'll stand up back and think, what was I doing with this person? Because ironically, they're no longer vibrating with me. They're no longer on the same life path, the same journey as me. In fact, they're not resonating with me anymore. We have to take a step back. The most important thing to do is to work on yourself when you're going through your divorce. It's very difficult. You'll have a lot of mixed sleep. Sometimes you can't sleep. When you do eventually sleep, you see nothing but them in your head can't escape there's going to be reminders there's going to be triggers and you have to just work on how to get yourself through that how to move forward how to self-love self-persevere and how to work on healing it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen in a couple of months it might take years it might take a year take six months the most important thing is to work on yourself try to meditate try to pray make sure you're eating okay this bit I found very hard looking after myself because you just feel so broken that you can't even help yourself even though you're someone that's very resilient, someone very strong emotionally and physically, it still breaks you. But there are ways to heal. One of the things I've done, and I've done it for a long time, is I've been volunteering my time to help other people. And some of it is involved in arts and crafts, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. So make sure, if you've not got a circle of good friends you're doing something for your state of mind something for your mindfulness that allows you to work on the things you still need to do allow yourself to have some me time some downtime that could be just going out for a coffee a cup of tea somewhere a slice of cake but start doing that self-preservation start doing the self-care start looking after yourself and don't allow yourself to be sucked back in. Strive forward, move forward, learn to realize this isn't you anymore. This person isn't resonating with you anymore and you're worth much, much more. Start working on self-love, start working on self-care. 
and start healing. There will be other podcasts that I do on this topic. So watch out for them. I'm sending you love. I'm sending you healing. I'm sending you prayers. I'm sending you blessings. Wherever you are on this journey of divorce, keep strong. Keep strong. Keep strong. Thank you for listening.